0: Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast.
1: I'm Anad. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to The Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior.
0: Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient and happy life. Hi, Anag
1: how are you? Hi Akshita I've been good how are you? I've
0: been fine how's your week been dude? I mean I've had a very very busy week yet again.
1: Nice <laughs> uh, I mean my week has been pretty busy but uh, I've been doing a lot of spring cleaning this week so I found all these oh, wow. old clothes of mine which never fit me really well and now they they like lose for me so that's always a hey, really all nice Working. <laughs> yeah. yeah um uh, there was this one t-shirt in particular it was like a um, a joker from batman vintage like that vintage comic kind of design and i bought that Mm -hmm. in 2007 or 2008 and it didn't fit me then and i was like okay fine i'll lose some weight and i'll wear it and then (laughs) since then it's 2021 and i could not fit into it for so many years so now i can so that was nice so that's like yeah i think i do
0: the opposite sometimes (laughs) i uh sometimes buy clothes which are smaller as motivation, saying that hey, I need to fit into this, so I need to work out. But then they're never fitting, so it's just somewhere kept <laughs> in the back of my closet.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, we have a guest on our podcast. The first time we have a guest, uh, Akshita. Would you like to introduce her?
0: Yes. So today we have Ashwarya Sengar, also like to be called Ash.
1: In fact, she doesn't like to be called Aishwarya. Yeah, don't she call doesn't her like to
0: be called Aishwarya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ash is the way to go, guys.
1: <laughs>
0: so we have Ash here. She is going to be our fellow um, classmate. I'm not really sure how to call it. But yes, we are going to hopefully all fingers crossed be yeah. studying together. Yeah. So uh, Ash, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. Um, hey, everyone. I'm Ash. And as Akshara and Anag mentioned, I don't like being called Aishwarya. So um, I basically grew up in three different countries and nine different cities. And I got to meet a whole bunch of people and a a very diverse set of people since I was very young. I also used to watch a lot of travel shows and cooking shows when I was in middle school, which basically inspired me and um, sort of took me to my love of food and baking. And I'm also a self-taught baker. I also have like a website or blog It's called Mochi and Matcha. Um, when it comes to my education, I did a bachelor's in business administration um, with a specialization in finance, and I am starting my MBA this year with Akshita and Anag. Um, hopefully, this, uh, the student permit comes just in time. Um, currently, I work for a life insurance company and in their product development team. So if y'all ever have any questions about life insurance, please come to me. I would love to educate you guys about it. I think, yeah, I think life insurance is such a,
0: I honestly have absolutely no about uh, no idea about it at all. And yeah. Oh, I yes, she has one of the best, best Instagram pages for baking. I I mean, I'm looking forward, half of the things I'm looking forward to going forward is going to be this for sure. So let's get started. Our uh, topic for today is something very, uh, you know, when you said life insurance, the first thing that came into my mind is, oh, life. And you know, we think of life and everything. So the question and the topic for today is why do people or why do we all suffer from um, the term called as existential crisis? And I'll go, that's <laughs> you are the adult. You need. I'm, I'm sure you know better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I go through um, six different existential crises on a daily basis. So I think I'm quite the expert <laughs> on that. For um, sure. Yeah but again um, existential crisis can also lead lead to anxiety depression and more serious mental health issues if you are suffering from that then don't listen to you can listen to us but then don't don't take all of this as sort of medical yes, advice please. you should go see a um certified professional but uh, for most of us we we do suffer through all of this at, at some level and um it's always good to hear about other people suffering through it so it makes you feel less alone, and you know, in some sort of uh, twisted way, it makes you feel nice about your own situation. Maybe that will happen. Um, okay. So, what, so what is existential crisis like? Why? What? What triggers it, or what? What do you? You know, what exactly is it? Uh, Akshita.
0: So, I mean, if you look at, so I, before this entire uh, conversation, I was Googling, you know, existential crisis and it's not very medical, but medical and very health specific, but what mm-hmm. we right now, nowadays talk about existential crisis as it's just feeling um maybe lost or confused or just what are we doing in life basically this question this exact question what are we doing in life where are we why are we doing the thing we are doing and when this question starts you know coming up start I wouldn't say haunting you, but starts coming up into your head quite a few times and you get very overwhelmed by these questions. I think that's what I personally believe an existential crisis to be. You're basically just questioning your existence and that's that's exactly the term for it. So that's my take on it. Ash, would you like to uh, add something?
2: Yeah, that's basically um, what you said. You get so overwhelmed that you don't even know what your purpose in life is or how you even got here, why you're even here. Um, so yeah definitely like every single day I have the same thought it's like how are we here how are we possibly at this point in time like there had to be so many coincidences to have taken place at the like perfect moment for us to like be in this exact
1: moment true very true and uh and then going forward also uh in 2021 in the 21st century we live in a society where there's abundance of choice, maybe as opposed to 300, 400 years ago, where you know there's not a lot of interaction with the outside world. You were, to your, you were limited to the small society you were part of and basically whatever occupation and source of leisure and entertainment was there, was there. Now, because of the internet and everything else, uh, globalization, you have so many things you can do. And with that comes the paradox of choice where you basically always feel that the decision you're making is incorrect and maybe something better would have been out there uh in all respects whether it is career decision uh, friendships how you choose to spend your time relationships all of these dating apps now make you feel that you know the next the better the ne- uh, next person around the corner might be better and that sort of thing so um yeah <laughs> existential crisis is uh very very real in 2021 do you guys and i think uh,
0: inevitable i mean real yeah. and inevitable mm-hmm. because it's right it's just so much going on in the world and at as you said very rightly at any point in life you always might feel that hey there's something else that could have been a better thing and it, it, it's it's just not avoidable at least that's what i feel
1: ash have you like could you give examples of when like what are the triggers or moments where you felt really, really, um, crisis, I don't even know Places. what the right word to use. <laughs> insignificant,
2: maybe. Ins- um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my majority of my existential crisis is basically based on space, like space is ever expanding. It does not stop. It's so huge. And we are like this little insignificant little blip in like one small little place in space which is absolutely crazy like there are so many other things out there that we don't even know of and it honestly blows my mind like I will go through a phase where I'm just watching all of these like documentaries about space and I'm, I'm just like panicking in my head I'm panicking but I'm still watching everything <laughs> because it's so interesting like I don't even have words to describe how it feels. Yeah, I think it,
0: overwhelming is exactly like the word to be used in such situations because as you said, um the the just vastness of the world, not even the world as you said, space and mm-hmm. universe. That makes you feel like okay, uh, we we're just literally specks floating around somewhere and we have exactly. our own lives and we are We have so much going on in our own selves, but when you look at it in the whole picture, we're just tiny little things. And yeah, I think that makes you feel, um, should I, I mean, if I was thinking about it that way, I'd just be like, why am I worrying so much about myself? When maybe we're just one in a, uh, one speck in just the entire universe. Billions of specks floating around. I think, yeah, I mean, that's a very good look on it because I haven't really thought of it that way. For me, an existential crisis is generally just about, as you said, the past or how many different coincidences would have happened to like help me or just that have made me reach here at this point of life and the future as well. What are the things I can do? What are the things that I'm doing? Uh, why am I not doing something else? Uh, just all of these questions. But what you just said is a very different take on it, and I think that's super cool because that just shows you how people perceive existential crisis. crisis is... I'm sorry, I do not know the crises. plural form of that. Crisis, <laughs> I even that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's quite the tongue twister. Yeah, Correct. and um, I mean, there, there's a phrase or there's a there's a metaphor for this, and it's it's honestly quite quite. Uh, I I don't like it because it goes against the growth mindset, but uh, what it says is that you're basically a dog tied to a cart that's moving and you can either choose to run with it or get dragged by it. Um, And and this comes from the perspective of, okay, you've been put – like like Ash mentioned that you know all these coincidences happen and you end up in a certain place in the world in a certain part of socioeconomic part of the society and um, there's only so much you can do with it so that from that perspective also from like you know finding meaning and doing something meaningful it's uh, <laughs> when people start like I feel up until a certain age you go through the minutia of like day to day life you go to school and then you go to university. Um, and like you can always see a few years down the line in terms of what your life is going to be like and that's when you don't think too much about you know all of this it's when you hit a certain age and it varies for different people like for example Elon Musk had his it's called the uh, it's called the dark night of the soul or something like that when you suffer from uh, existential crisis for the first time so Elon Musk suffered from that in his teenage years others like me uh, lesser mortals started suffering once they got like, done with <laughs> everything you have to do and then started a job. So um, so, so, when that happens, then, you know, you don't know what, what to do. Like, you know, you've you've ticked all the boxes that the society asks you to do, uh, go to school, get a job. And then, then what? Um, wh- is that it? Like, are you going to just follow the exact same pattern everyone else does? Uh, and then... <laughs>
2: Exactly. The moment you said this, I know it just felt so sad. Like, are we just going to work for the rest of our lives and then die? Like, is that it? Is that why we're here on this (laughs) earth? I think I'm having one right now.
0: We were supposed to discover the why behind (laughs) it, not induce it. (laughs) Induce (laughs) (laughs) it. Guys, all our our two viewers who were watching, please (laughs) do not get an existential crisis (laughs) because of us right now.
1: Uh, So, uh, when I started working, uh, when I joined my consulting firm, the first day on the job, I get in and there's this guy who's, who's kind of like my senior colleague and he's like, so how are you feeling? And I was like, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed excited to start a new job so said that I'm excited and he's like what is the point you'll continue working you'll get married you'll have kids and then you'll die so there's no point in life
0: oh wow straight to it straight to the point on day one
1: (laughs) Uh, I feel like he, he was going through a major meltdown and existential crisis at that point of time uh, but now I can I can see where he was coming from more than what I could at that point of
0: time <laughs> oh God. It, it's, it's scary you know I mean it's not scary but just seeing that everyone has such situations in life where you actually just like what is the point that, the, what is the point of every single thing that we are doing right now it's, it's scary but it's also interesting for me because it's mm. like at what point will I feel this and after the situation comes where I'm just um, just questioning everything I've done, or questioning what I have to do. What will I do going forward? So, I mean, for me, it's a little uh, scary, but interesting as well. Seeing that, mm-hmm. let's see when this comes, how it comes. I'm sure gonna lose it for hundred <laughs> percent gonna lose it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it might just be fun. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing your situation. I don't think. I mean, listening to your story, I don't think that guy was having any fun whatsoever. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna prepare myself for it
1: yeah and and you know the the another sort of paradox of human life is that we all are working towards having a more comfortable like a comfortable life you know you work hard get a nicer job nicer lifestyle and get rid of things that bother you and get rid of challenges but when you do get to that you get really bored and you don't you don't like it like you you hear about all of these celebrities right who are people who've made it really big and then you're they're overnight millionaires. And then like with the first year, maybe they they spend a lot of time buying that uh Lamborghini, buying that mansion, going on those holidays. And then after a year, they're like, now what? And and then they start looking for more meaning, more purpose in life. And that's when you end up with like a Bill Gates now dedicating his life to, you know, Philanthropy. Yeah, philanthropy, clean water, all of that, or you have reed hoffman who is who is the founder of linkedin and paypal uh he's now dedicating his life towards women empowerment investment in that are led by women so so things like that start happening as well um uh, so that is kind of like we want a challenge but we want to get rid of the challenge but then if we don't have a challenge uh, that is also not nice so i feel like human life is a continual striving for something
2: yeah that's so true the way that you put it i i am like a planner so i make lists for everything i also have a list mm-hmm. for like the, the stuff i'm up I'm, I'm supposed to achieve in my life mm-hmm. and every time i like tick something it obviously takes you know years to tick something off yeah
1: yeah so yeah. i
2: like tick something off and i'll be like that's it mm-hmm. like
1: it doesn't <laughs> yeah one. it doesn't like, Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah the-
2: exactly <laughs>
1: Yeah, you take something no. off and then something else comes and then and then that continual Yeah, it,
0: it's an <laughs> ever growing yeah. list of yeah. uh ticking exactly. off stuff from a list. So I mean uh, anyone knows why, but we have talked about what it is and you know what mm-hmm. we go through and how we perceive it. But any idea why we do this entire thing? what 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 causes us to actually start thinking of such things and then freaking out so much that it's called the existential crisis? That's deep.
2: Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I
0: don't know I mean uh I feel that it's it's I I don't know uh, I think Anang you mentioned just the plethora of information that we have around us the Mm. internet's right now here with us and for me personally if I'm just scrolling through Instagram or LinkedIn and I just see people doing the absolute randomest things and they're doing so well at it and they're having i mean it looks as if they're having a lot of fun and then i question i start questioning it when you see others do something that you would never have thought of or you would not have um had the guts to you know do it at the point if you wanted to and then when you see such things you always start questioning that okay what if i had done something or what if i want to do something else and then you just start questioning your path or just anything and that's that's maybe the why behind um how it starts that's my take on it um just seeing everyone else do different things and then you start questioning
1: yeah and uh, i mean there are multiple kinds of triggers for existential crisis so one that you mentioned is you know, looking at other people and getting some sort of like me- more of like meaning of life type of questions. The other kind of triggers that thankfully I have a few years and you guys have a few more years before that happens <laughs> is the in inevitability of death. Like when people hit a certain birthday, oh, wow. 50, 55, <laughs> that 60. Yeah, th- that's when they're like, oh, well, you know, what am I left to do on this earth? And that that's sort of mind. And-, and then the third kind is to do with sort of like loneliness. Uh, Like you hear of people who are surrounded by friends and family, but they still feel alone. Um, Correct, mm -hmm. correct. Uh, that that's 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 like the third kind in terms of existential crisis Um,
0: I think yeah I think uh, so uh, it there's different types and pillars of it one can be as you said of the people around you the relationships or the connections that you make with people around you humans around you and how you perceive that one can be how uh, your education your purpose in life when it comes professionally because I think that's a big part of most of our human lives uh, what we do and how we go do anything going forward and one is I think what Ash mentioned just the human race's existence in general the entire the entire <laughs> yeah. possibility of a vast space out there so yeah, yeah I mean something. it's that's what it's,
2: it's it's so much fun to see all these different uh,
1: levels aspects of, yeah.
0: of it. Yeah, yeah I feel like
2: um another trigger is like you know shows like Black Mirror and stuff like I can never binge watch that show because in like 15 minutes into it I'm already going through like a major existential crisis and I'm questioning everything like all <laughs> the technology that we're supposed to have in the future and how negatively that's gonna impact us and then I have to like take a few days to like you know, think about all my thoughts to, to and just de- like be like, just, yeah, like yeah. it's gonna be okay. Just like calm down. Like it's just a show Not, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's very like dystopian and freaks me out. Yeah,
0: so that's why it, it shows you something you hadn't really thought of before and it just shows you the mm-hmm. possibilities of things in life and yeah, I mean, it the show has freaked me out quite a few times as well. I'm sh- I I know so many people have just not been able to finish the show just like you said mm-hmm. because... um. They're just very overwhelmed by the ideas that people have about technology as such going forward. And then there are some people who love it so much that they already have started thinking of their own ideas. That hey, oh, <laughs> I got inspired by this, and I'm thinking of something else.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> technology is is like a major. Like, did you guys see the uh, documentary on social media that came out on Netflix a uh, few weeks ago uh, about um, like? I the... wonder if
0: I have not got a chance. To see. I What's I couldn't the... finish it.
1: I forget the, the name i'll'll I'll look it up and like let you know and put it in the show notes as well but basically mm-hmm. in that like I I just saw like the first 10 15 minutes and it was so overwhelming mm-hmm. for me and like the thought of basically what it was implying and the implications of what it was uh, was so much that I couldn't I couldn't take it so basically it was all these engineers who worked on Twitter Facebook Pinterest oh, a yeah. couple of other yeah.
2: uh, mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and and they were basically talking about how when they were building it, they did not know that it's going to become the kind of beast it has become now in terms of, you know, how addictive it is and how much of a negative impact it has on the mental health. Even as as late as like 2011, 2012, Facebook did not know. They were like, their whole goal was to just get people hooked, but... <laughs> and then it just became its own thing there was some guy at google who once uh, sent out a long email to all the employees mm-hmm. saying that you know fix this and we should do this and that and um and then there was like i don't know if it was fictionalized or it was a documentary for real family where they were at the dining table and all the kids were on on their phones and texting and um i mean uh it's 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 become quite quite like a dystopian uh, thing you know things that were satirized at some point of time are becoming actual reality i don't know
2: i think it's the social experiment is that what yes yes called?
1: yes yes it's called the social yeah experiment. that
2: blew my mind like mm-hmm. i was after that like after it came out everyone like on linkedin is like um we deleted all our social media accounts hmm. uh, we, we don't use them anymore and i like it was crazy I feel like it that like really impacted a lot of people. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. I mean, I
0: haven't really watched the show yet, but I've seen the impact, as you said, on different types of social media. People are talking about how this, did the show about social media, affected them. It is <laughs> no yeah. a film. Uh, uh, what's, it's, is it a film. What's it's a
1: documentary, I think. Is, is it a like a series yeah. or is it, but. But the irony is that people were uh, complaining about social media. On... Correct,
0: exactly on social media. Like, it's quite funny to be honest. Watching people rant about how Facebook and Instagram is ruling our lives on Insta lives. <laughs> <laughs> very insightful.
1: Very insightful. very like
0: pointless. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, it did did uh, subconsciously or consciously it did have an impact on me in the sense that I quit quit all of social media and instead i started consciously setting up phone calls with friends of mine and this was even true more true like during the lockdown and stuff where you couldn't really go uh, and um, i mean because when you uh, see someone on social media it's a very curated part of their life and you only see their ups and if you see if you're constantly hit with one amazing news after another uh, for like an hour and your day is going to be maybe there'll be like five minutes of highlights and then maybe the rest is most of it is like average and then some few moments of completely low light um you start you start you know feeling that your life is quite miserable whereas when you talk to people on the phone one-on-one you get to know about their low lights as well you uh so it's it's more realistic in terms of like the picture you paint about others around you so that's and and somehow i feel the interactions are also more authentic when you have it one-on-one and people like they problems in their life so their
2: existential crisis. their
1: existential, yes
2: yes yes <laughs> that's very true
1: <clears throat> okay so we've talked about you know all of these problems that come with existential crises all of these triggers but then how do we resolve them like w- what are some actionable things that one can do to kind of get rid themselves of reduce
0: the existential crisis? Any thoughts? Um, I, 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 if it is me and if I'm seeing myself walking through the peril of existential crisis, the first thing I will do is probably stop looking at others. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, stop focusing on what others are doing and what are the 100 million billion options available to you in life and probably just try to refocus on myself. Um, try to understand why I am doing what I'm doing and not why I'm not doing what others are doing I mean there's a very thin line between this but Mm -hmm. trying to find my own purpose versus getting swayed by uh, everyone else's uh, everyone else's journey or path I think that's what I would do when it comes to people uh, when it comes to you know the connections and the relationship and when it's to how did I reach here? And what is the purpose of all of this that I'm doing? Um, There's not really anything you can do, but just think of what is your goal and goal. Stop worrying about, uh, I I tell this to myself, stop worrying about something that you don't, don't have any idea about. Like it's a very vague worry, according to me, you're just worrying about life. And that doesn't make sense. If you have a goal, if you have something that you want to worry about, then great, please go ahead, worry about it. But then uh, don't, worry about something that you really don't know so yeah i think that's what i would tell myself i don't know guys please please do not take my advice uh, <laughs> solely this is all based on personal experiences so yeah
2: what about you guys
1: what about you ash um
2: i would say that i feel like everything comes down to like why are we even like living this life whatever and everyone's just gonna die in the end well obviously like you know everyone is gonna die in the end so it's not really about that end it's more so about your entire journey and how you live it and uh, what you accomplish and all the things that you do in your like life that are meaningful so i think if you focus on that it would really help
1: very well sadash in fact um in fact there's there's a um there's in fact there's a whole article but the crux of that is like it can be summarized in a statement by Tim Urban called your life is a picture but you live in a pixel and basically what that means is that you know we spend all our life thinking about like the big things or we've done like you know this this course or this job or uh, you know we're getting married to this person we're having kids with this or that we're always planning things and looking at like what our images, but that's not where we're living like a life is not the experience of life that we go through is not uh the mba course that you go through or the job title that you have it's your everyday day-to-day life and you wake up in the morning when you talk to like your family members so you should lo- learn to enjoy and value like your everyday life instead of living in the tomorrow and i i mean i need to keep reminding myself that so i put that as like my phone wallpaper so that i see <laughs> Um, nice.
0: Yeah, but I yeah, think that's... we can put this quote on on our uh, show notes just to remind everyone yeah. that yeah. hey guys, this is this is something that everyone goes through. This is legitimately yeah. what it is. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> true, true. So should we recap everything we've discussed?
0: Yes. Summarize. Been about. Please okay. go ahead. You are the one who has the best memory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we started with Ash talking about how when she looks at space and she looks at the ever-growing universe and all the Aliens and when she watches Star Wars and she sees all the alien <laughs> species, she realizes that we are very, very insignificant and we're just a speck in the universe. So that is like at the highest level of uh, feeling insignificant. And then we talked about triggers, which is you know when you start, when you have that dark night of your soul or some fancy phrase like that, where basically... Once you get done with the minutiae of life of okay going to school studying getting a job like my coworker who I met on the first day of my job he was like Mm -hmm. what's the point of life you just get married have kids and die so so that's when you start thinking about a greater purpose a greater meaning um and um, and then we talked about other triggers feeling of loneliness even when you're surrounded by people um and or if you get like a certain age and you're about to die so that like the fact the inevitability of death. And then we talked about how social media and technology is like really, really harmful. You look at other people and you get this existential. And then one of you can please summarize the like the things we discussed to kind of get rid of existence.
2: Ash, you want to go forward? Okay. So the stuff that we took away from this was basically, um, as Akshita mentioned, uh, you're going to see all these people on social media talk about how, how amazing their lives are, but you um, That can be a little toxic, so you might want to focus on yourself and what you're doing instead of looking at how, you know, that 10 or 5% amazing life that someone's living and putting up on their social media. Like, you don't want to be comparing your entire life with that 5% of someone else's life. And um, we also spoke about how, you know, the end goal of life is basically death sort of but that's not what you sh- what you should focus on you really want to focus on your journey and how you live it and how you impact other people and what kind of impact other people have on you um, and the stuff like that yeah I think nicely
0: nicely summarized I think uh, is this, this this entire fact about uh, the journey of life and not just thinking about the end goal, which end goal might be the wrong word to talk about death, but yeah, the end, yeah. inevitable <laughs> the end. End. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even, I, not
1: even uh, I think not even death, but like, you know, we we live we live our lives one um, professional goal at a time, or even society expects us to kind of live. So like, first they'd be like, Oh, what, what school is your kid in? And then what what marks did he get? Then what university did he go to? Then when is he getting married? And then uh, when you're going to have kids? And then all of that. Mm-hmm. So instead of just you know trying to fill the checklist of life, mm-hmm. you should uh, focus on kind of just enjoying the day, and then taking it one day at a time. Okay, so I think that that kind of wraps up our discussion. Um, so now it's time to move on to the next. Or ending segment, which is a funny or insightful incident of the week. And this time, Akshita, you go first because I can't think of anything right now.
0: <laughs> and I like you always put me in the spot, Anand. A <laughs> uh, funny incident yeah. in this week. Um, I'm not sure about funny because very uh, sadly, just, just staying at home this week. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really uh, opened any f- new, fun, interesting doors for me this week. But yeah, uh, insightful thing I would say is...
1: <laughs> okay, Ash, would you, would, you, would you like to go first while Akshita thinks of something?
2: <laughs> okay, um, I don't think this is insightful, but it's just something that I noticed. So mm-hmm. for the past four days, I was in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, I was basically just in my little bubble... Mm-hmm. where i wouldn't leave the house i even if i did i wouldn't touch anything if i touched something i would have to immediately sanitize my hands like every five seconds mm-hmm. so i was in this sort of like very scared of covid kind of mindset and and then i reached dubai and the only difference is that people are wearing masks mm-hmm. otherwise it's like normal dubai like mm-hmm. there's just as many crowds everyone's like touching everything and like what i noticed was that if you if you go into such a place with that mindset of being scared you're just gonna have like a mental breakdown and just like sit in a corner and cry because it is impossible it is quite frankly impossible to like be scared of covid and then be in a place where people are just surrounding you from all sides and you can't even escape it um but yeah so
0: Nice. True.
2: Now that I'm so back, I, I I'm not this, as scared. This This reminds me, yeah, this
0: reminds me of a conversation I actually recently had with a friend of how the effects of this entire uh, <clears throat> COVID and lockdown and quarantining and this constant need of staying sanitized and clean is going to affect us as humans and how this. How OCD is a thing and how this could have eventually or might have eventually increased the number of cases of such compulsive behavior in people because of this men- this psychological feeling that, okay, we need to keep sanitizing or we need to keep washing. And as you said, uh, it gets really difficult for such people because now the world is going back to normal. But uh, it's been a year that these habits have been instilled and we've been following these habits every single day. And some people might not be able to come out of it as, as soon and as quickly as the others do. And they might have a very big problem. As you said, they might just go to a mall and then get freaked out by the fact that nobody really cares anymore while in their head they're sanitizing and they are just freaking out about the germs, about COVID, corona, everything. So yeah, I think that's one insightful conversation I had this week where we just discussed that how it has affected uh, human psychology. Even the fact where we now we meet people and people are not scared of saying, uh, "I'm sorry, I won't shake your hand anymore." People just directly say it outright, and this was never a thing before. So yeah, it's interesting how things have changed. Like social lives have very differently changed. Now.
1: That is that is very true. So like when the when the Mern virus happened uh, in the early 2000s in the Asian countries, people started wearing masks there, and now that's sort of become a cultural thing where. Now, if you see Asians in um, now, because of COVID, literally masks have become sort of like mainstream, but like in, in 2016, in my grad school, there were all these people from Asian countries from Taiwan, China, the day they would catch a cold, the next day they'd show up wearing a mask. And um, that was kind of the after effects of what had happened to them as a collective society when uh, the virus happened. And I feel that's going to be the case going forward, like, you know, when, you know, the whole world gets lax There's going to be some segment of the population that's going to continue to wear masks. In general, our sense of, like, hygiene and sanitation would be at an all-time high. and um, You know, things like... Um, I mean, the way we interact with things are going to change as well from, like, a commercial standpoint. Uh, for example, um, there was a startup in, in Canada that be, what they basically do is... Um, they put up like iPads behind on the back seat of cars where you can interact with the iPad, uh, watch stuff and buy stuff, mm-hmm. things like that. And now they've done a complete pivot because going forward, people would like to avoid touching random public surfaces as, as much as Correct. possible. So That's going to be like a landmark shift for sure.
0: And also, I don't know if you guys have noticed how in India, at least, the concept of Uber pool and Ola share was so big and mm-hmm. it was honestly one of the main ways of commutation commuting in uh, in most of the major cities and now that concept is just scrapped I God. mean yeah. there's no more uh, Ola share or Uber uh, uh, the Uber pool at all because well they can't um, there's so many regulations and you just can't risk it so yeah so many new ideas that had come up as you said this and iPad and how you can interact with it Nobody's going to do that going forward. So, it's quite a lot of changes. Let's see how it pans out. Things come back. If Things just permanently stay
1: away. I I mean, on the other hand, I feel like things will come back. Because uh, for the past uh, five or six months, I haven't stepped out of my house. And um, yesterday, I had to take my grandfather to the hospital. And I went with him. And it was like, I completely forgot that, you know, I had not been out of the house for five or six months. It was like I've been going out every day. So um that way it might also be very easy to transition but i don't know we'll yes. see okay so should we wrap up then yes so you want to say the thank you for listening blah 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 blah. please, <laughs>
0: please guys thanks thanks <laughs> thanks to all our hopefully by this time we shall have more than two viewers Another. Uh, we'll have <laughs> two, three we'll two have listeners. three sorry i don't know why i always say viewers <laughs> Uh, yeah. I I need to remind myself that this is not a video thing. This is a podcast, and guys, listen, no, yeah. no viewers. So yes, now three? we have three.
1: Yeah, because um, Ash is going I'm to listen to it so, as well, right? So yes,
0: yes, yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> three listeners, and um, just assuming we all just forward it on our family groups and our <laughs> parents just. <laughs> want to listen to it yeah so thank yeah. you all for listening everybody um and thanks ash for joining yeah. for uh, thank you for having
1: me yeah <laughs> it <laughs> was, was our honor fun. to have you i loved it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay and uh, you can you can follow us on our instagram account called the by coordinate basically because that's where we can post sh- the show notes that's where we'll put and okay. again thank you once again to ash for joining us and we'll catch you next week okay Now, Ash, how, how, how was your experience being on this podcast? <laughs> this
2: was really fun. So, I listened to, like, a few podcasts. So, mm-hmm. this was really fun. Like, being part of one. Great. Love it.
1: So what are, What are, like, the, what is, like, your favorite podcast? I, I, I,
2: I mean, you I mentioned Planet.
0: That was one. Planet, Ma- yeah. So,
2: yeah. Uh, uh I used to listen to Planet Money. I haven't listened, I haven't been listening to podcasts recently, but I used to listen to planet money npr NPR, pr right that's what it's called yeah, i think yeah, um yeah. and then um and then i'm obsessed with uh this youtuber called david dobrik obsessed mm. literally obsessed <laughs> oh my god i listened to his, his podcasts mm. because um like he's not making videos anymore so that's oh, the only really? case i can catch him why, oh yeah he stopped he? because but- it's when covid started he stopped because he's like he wasn't able to
1: like make the kind of that.
2: content yeah. yeah like he couldn't make that same kind of content
1: but so wasn't he, he still still active on tiktok though
2: yeah yeah yeah. so he was active on tiktok whatever he was posting on tiktok was also coming on like insta YouTube. stories yeah um yeah. and then yeah youtube was like dead silent i okay. think he came up with like two videos
1: three, uh, okay.
2: but those were like special edition sort of videos you know like covid related mm. helping mm. other people mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of videos so that and then i don't know if you've heard of this but it's called um call her daddy it's by barstool. oh yeah barstool? it's just like okay. yeah, yeah it's by barstool mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: so yeah. great it's very funny so some, <laughs> if i have too much time to kill i'll just like listen to one
1: nice nice you can probably listen to us also now that you have yes i would
2: <laughs> religiously I good
0: marketing <laughs> 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 we need to
1: see now uh, we've increased our number of subscribers by 50 percent. That's how you're talking. <laughs> I
0: love it, I love these numbers.
1: Uh, I can, if I put this as a resume bullet point, I'll say increased
2: I number wish. of subscribers
1: for the podcast by 50 percent in one day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I also told Akshat, I was like, I, I can't wait to put um guest speaker on the y <laughs> coordinate, the like, on my red
1: Nice. (laughs) Uh,
2: Always have to milk these situations. Always for sure. For sure. (laughs)
1: Uh, All right. I'm going to stop recording now.